The Z-Ball podcast is a casual conversation that occasionally delves into mature subjects and may contain vulgar adult language. Listener discretion is advised. to another episode of the Z-Ball Podcast, recording this on a Monday night in Southern California, less than 24 hours away from the start of the 2022 NBA Conference Finals. Uh, the semifinals is pretty exciting. Got two Game 7s, uh, blowout Game 7s, but nonetheless, we have the field set now. We have the field set now, four teams remaining. In the East, we got... Miami and Boston, a rematch of the 2020 Eastern Conference Finals. And in the West, we got Golden State versus Golden State versus Dallas, Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. So that should be fun. Uh, joining me today to discuss the Conference Finals matchup, we got Rebound in studio. What up, Rebound? What's up, Zebo? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Doing well. Another Monday. Mondays are always tough, but hanging in there. And we also got on the line... From Vancouver, British Columbia, Haroon. What up, Haroon? Okay. We got hey, what's Haroon up, from Z? Vancouver. What's going on? What up? How you doing? Oh, pretty good. Just excited for the conference finals. All right, yeah. So we got two exciting matchups. We'll start with the Eastern Conference. You didn't conference. even mention diehard, long, long, lifelong warrior fan, Haroon. Lifelong? I don't know about that, but we'll, we'll get to that later. We'll start in the Eastern Conference. Tomorrow, it's uh, game one. So we got the 1-2 in the Eastern Conference. The one seed is in Miami. They got home court. So we'll start with you, Haroon. What do you think for this series? Who, who do you got taking it? Uh, this series is going to be really interesting. I have it going seven. And I think Celtics are going to take it, um, especially if Time Lord is back, just because their defense is so insane. And, like, like Kevin Durant's having trouble. Uh, Giannis is having trouble. And he was so gassed at the end of Game 7, like, in the second half. And I think, like, they're going to do the same thing to Jimmy Butler. And he's, like, he's averaging, like, 28 points a game. And the next leading scorer is Bam with, like, 15. So I think they're really going to wear Jimmy Butler out. And he's not going to be able to produce, like, how he was against uh, Philly and Atlanta's defense. And that's what's going to push uh, the Celtics over the edge. All right, for sure. What do you think, Rebound? Hold on, we got to get his MVP pick. <laughs> MVP pick? I'll choose uh, Jason Tatum. To win the Larry Bird MVP award. The inaugural yes. Larry, B, MV, Larry Bird MVP award. Okay, for sure. What do you think, Rebound? Yeah, this is going to be a really good one, as Haroon said, you know. Both teams match up really well with each other. Time Lord is definitely a big factor. I mean, I, I don't know. We'll see how Buckets do. Does, but I think my homeboy Tyler is going to have a really good series. He's, he's going to be a, a huge X factor. 
I think he's going to average between 15 and 20 points a game. He's going to have. He's going to go off. And I got the Heat in seven. The Heat in seven. So uh, I think I heard Marcus Smart is questionable, and then yeah, Lowry's out for game Lowry's one. Lowry's right? out for game one. That's confirmed. But I that's good for Miami. What time yeah, Lord? I mean, I don't. Lowry's think... been playing pretty bad in these playoffs. Is Time Lord, I mean, is he really going to play? I don't know. He, might, he missed, what, the last three games of the series? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I think maybe he'll come on to, like, towards the later end in, like, game four or five. Oh, man. He's going to miss three more games? I think if I'm, they really need this, him, they'll This is me back. guessing. Like, I have no idea. Like, I, I would say I, I, I don't think he's been ruled out for the entire series, so... I think he'll be back at some point, maybe later on. Alrighty, for sure. Uh, who's your pick, Rebound, for the MVP? Uh, I'm going to go with Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero's going to win the MVP? Yeah. All right. Against Celtics defense? Yeah, my homeboy Tyler, he played in South Beach. He did have 35 against them two years ago, but that was a much different defense. Yeah, that was a much different defense. and uh, Yeah. I got to look but up these odds. I might put some money on it. What what are the odds? Boston's favorite, I think, right? Yeah, I mean the, the MVP odds. The MVP odds, okay. The Eastern Conference. Eastern MVP. Conference Finals MVP. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I I don't know what made them decide to bring that award out. I mean, What's but, wrong with that? Do you not agree with it? Uh, I just think it's a little too excessive to have so many awards. Why? Like, a team wins the Eastern Conference. So what's wrong with that? What do you think, Haroon? Uh, yeah, I think it's a good addition. Um, is definitely yeah something that I've I think a lot of people have thought about in the past too because playoffs should have an MVP too, not just the finals. Yeah, overall playoffs, I would agree, but I mean, I don't know about if they're just to do for a conference finals, but we'll see. I guess uh, brings more money to the league, more sponsorship stuff like that. So yeah, but then with the MVPs, it's always like the winning team anyways, right? So you'd have to win the, your conference to be the MVP of your conference. Yeah. For the... Yeah, fair enough. I mean, yeah, but I guess it's similar to, like, the finals. If it's, uh, someone had a good two first two series but they didn't do good in the conference finals, then they might not win the – they probably won't win the conference finals one. But, yeah, we'll see. It, it should be fun. Yeah. Most of the time, the best player wins the majority of the time. But let, let's see, this series, uh, obviously the Celtics, uh, Jason Tatum is growing right in front of our eyes. He just had an amazing weekend, <laughs> game six and seven, especially game six on the road to extend their season to a game seven at home. That was an all-time performance, and that'll be in Celtics lore, go with, along with all those other great performances, I think, in that historic franchise. And then Miami, uh, after the 2020 Bubbles final appearance, is now back in the mix and in the conference finals after a disappointing end to their season last year. And I think Miami has the better depth, uh, like kind of like the bench-wise and then kind of like more players to go to. Obviously, the Celtics have the better defense and kind of the more cohesive defense. But I think they have... Uh, Kind of a lot of different looks that they're going to throw at Jason Tatum with pretty much their entire front court, I would say. A little bit, you're going to get to see a little bit of Bam, you're going to see a little bit of PJ Tucker, Jimmy Butler. 
But uh, as far as Duncan Robinson rebound, what's the what's the deal? I, he hasn't been playing much. What? And I think they're really going to need his three point shooting against Boston. I don't know. I, I trust Bolster. He knows what he's doing. He's a very underrated coach. I don't think he's underrated. Is he really underrated? Yeah, a lot of people don't give him credit. You know. Really? Yeah, he's one of the fifteen greatest coaches ever. He was named yeah. one. So, I think he's yeah, I don't think he's underrated. But I think the problem with Robinson is his defense. Like he's just way too horrible, and then he only brings one skill factor in offense. Even though he's super elite at it with the three point shooting, like he can't do anything else. Right? He can't play make. He can't drive. He can't rebound or like set up guys. Like he can only shoot threes. And yeah. that'll work in the regular season. But in the playoffs, like, when he's going to need to play defense and he's getting killed every time at that end of the floor, it's really going to bring the team down. So I think that's why he's being benched. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I mean, he's pretty much, yeah, a spot-up guy. Uh, probably 80% of his field goal attempts are from the three. But, I mean, is a rebound, is he that much more of a defensive liability than guys like Max Struess and Gabe Vincent? Uh, I don't know. I mean, well, because I mean I don't I don't really see these guys playmaking as much either. These guys look like spot up shooters. You just gotta give them the BLD. Okay, I mean it's just odd after they giving him such a big contract that he's he was pretty much a non factor in that series versus Philly. But nonetheless, uh, I'm gonna agree with Haroon Hara with Boston. I think their defense is just too tough, and then the stars are kind of aligning for them this season. It seems like and it's kind of like their destiny type year. And yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, just to add on to that, I felt like like they've lost their last three conference finals. Yeah. So I feel like this is their year, and like just like the turnaround they've had, it just seems like yeah, they're destined to make the finals now. Yep, they haven't made the finals since twenty ten. Uh, they lost what they lost to in the seventeen, eighteen, and twenty conference finals. So, so this is their fourth fi- conference finals appearance in what the last six seasons. Yeah. And I think uh, they're, I mean, Tatum and Brown were like babies, right? The, the first two, or the, the I, first one in 18, right? Brown was in all, uh, all three of them, I believe. But, yeah, I think Tatum has really emerged as one of the top seven, eight guys now, I think, with his performance in the first two series. And I'll say they're going to win in six games. And I think they're going to get back to the finals for the first time. And I'll say... I'll agree with Haroon. I'll say Tatum takes the MVP, the Eastern Conference Finals MVP. But I, I think for them to win a championship, I think Time Lord needs to be more reliable availability-wise. And this is kind of the first season where he's played 30 minutes on a consistent basis. And he's only 24, and it's, it's not a good sign that he's having these foot-knee injuries already so early on in his career, only his fourth season, so... Hopefully, he can stay healthy for what seems like uh, a, a Boston team that should be in the mix for the rest of the decade, I think. So. Alrighty, so we'll move on now to the Western Conference with Haroon's Golden State Warriors. No and doubt. The, thir- the three seed, and then they're taking on the four seed Dallas Mavericks. So, what do you think about this series, Haroon? Well, I'm going to have to go with my Warriors in six. Just because I feel like um, they match up really well 
with the Dallas in their favor. Like, Dallas doesn't have a dominating big, uh, like, Joe Kick, you know, or, like, just bigs in general, like Jay, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. and Steven Adams that can punish them on the boards. And, like, Steven Adams he, always gives the Warriors fits. Yeah. Like, even going into that Grizzlies series, my main concern was rebounding because Warriors are undersized and they're not that good at rebounding, and Grizzlies were the best rebounding team in the league. So... They flipped the switch, and they won the rebounding battle in, like, five out of the six games. Every game except for game five, where they got destroyed. And then in game six, they had, like, 70 rebounds. So they can flip that switch and, like, just be a rebounding monster team when they want to. And I feel like if they do that with the Mavericks, that will just give them such a big advantage in the possession game that they'll just run away with it. Um, and another thing is I saw, like... Draymond Green was being aggressive, looking to score in Game 6. And I think he'll have an easier time doing that um, with the Dallas Mavericks because they don't have a lot of interior defense. And if he does that, that just opens up their offense so much more. Like, when Curry passes out of the, the trap, like it opens up so much more option than the 4v3 for the Warriors. So, Draymond's definitely got to be looking to score. they got to bring the same intensity on the rebounds that they were the last series and you always have to say this with the Warriors is they have to cut down their turnovers but that's just uh how the motion offense is they're gonna have a lot of turnovers you just gotta cut down on the unforced ones um but on the other end (laughs) Dallas is an elite defensive team and uh what we saw them do with Chris Paul I feel like they're going to try that with Curry, where they try to um, uh, put him in every defensive action, just wear him out. Uh, but Curry, I feel like he has a lot better conditioning than Chris Paul. And I feel like at this point in their careers, Curry is a better one-on-one defender, on-ball defender. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, and they're going to trap him hard because they always trap Curry hard whenever they play I feel like Jordan Poole is going to be really important in this series. But I'll go uh, Warriors in six and Curry getting the Magic Johnson MVP trophy. Alrighty, for sure. So what's what's the deal with this turnover stuff? It's, it seems like it's always been a problem with the Warriors, even back in the, the first iteration of their dynasty. Uh, and is it just a, a matter of the, the defensive pressure or is it just them being too casual or too kind of nonchalant with their ball handling or what's the deal because it seems like this has always been an issue for the Warriors yeah so it's always been their Achilles heel like it has to do mainly with their motion offense just because they're passing so much in each possession and throughout the game and I've also noticed there are like a lot of moments where they're just uncareful and making like bad passes and stuff so yeah it's definitely a bit of like the system just requiring so many passes, so they're passing more than other teams. They're going to be turning it over more than other teams, and um, and yeah, there's there's carelessness in the passes too. And I feel like like they could they got away with it in the Durant years, just because they're so stacked, so it didn't really make a difference. But now, like, they really need to clean that up. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, I mean, obviously, Clay and. Uh... Steph are not as consistent as they used to be, getting up there 
in their later years of their career and kind of more like in their 12th, 13th years, 13th year. And then defensively for the Warriors, who's who's going to be drawing Luka? Is it Wiggins or Draymond? Because I, I, in my opinion, those are the two best options for them. Yeah, no, it's going to be Wiggins for sure. He's been having the assignments of the best, uh, taking on like the best perimeter players. And then Draymond, I feel like he doesn't have to put all his energy on uh, on a big this series. So I feel like he's just going to be roaming and just helping um, uh, everyone. And he's going to have a really big uh, defensive series. Okay, so for Dallas, I feel like they're going to try to go small the majority of the series. They have like rangy athletic guys who spread the floor. Kleber, uh, Finney Smith, Dwight Powell. Long athletic guys uh, that kind of just uh, run around, spread the floor. Are the Warriors going to kind of try to match that? And uh, is Looney going to be limited this series? Or what What do you think? I like. I felt like the way Looney played and the way he rebounded in Game Six. Like in Game One, you have to start him and just tell him to go relentless on the rebounding, like he did in Game Six. Because if he can rebound like that against Dallas, they're going to win the possession game by a mile and. They'll probably blow them out easily. But, yeah, um, then it does become a problem because they have so many shooters that can spread the floor. So then if he's out there, then a lot of the times they're going to get someone wide open for the shot. But, like, how the Warriors play defense is in the playoffs is they let the star player um, just go off and just limit everyone else as much as they can. Just try yeah. to take That was everyone. the Clippers' uh, strategy the last two seasons. Uh, playoffs yeah. versus Luca, and it, I guess they they survived it. So, yeah. So the, I think they're they're going to be mainly focusing on um, on shutting down Brunson and Dinwiddie, and limiting like the threes from Powell and uh, Kleba, and uh, they're just going to let uh, Luca go one on one with the Wiggins. All right, for sure. What do you think about the series rebound? What's your pick? Yeah, I agree with Haroon here. Uh, I think it's gonna be a pretty boring series. I, I don't I don't have that much faith in Dallas. I do give them the BOD and credit for beating Phoenix and just whooping their ass in Game Seven. But I think the Warriors are just a better overall starting five and better bench. And like Karun said, Luca's gonna go off. That's fine, but they're gonna go on the role players. It's all gonna be on the role players and overall. Like Harun said, Welvin's not gonna have to do much. And they'll rotate Wiggins and Clay on on Luca, but yeah, I think I agree. Warriors in six, and I got I'm going with the obvious one for MVP stuff too. Okay, so between the these like uh, role playing duos on each team, uh, Dinwiddie and Brunson versus like uh, Kuminga and Poole, who do you think has the better series rebound? Come on, Z. Just Come between the, those duos. Yeah, of course. Warriors. Duh. So you think Kuminga and Poole outplay those yeah, other two? duh. Okay. Well, I think uh, Poole will definitely uh, be up there. But Kuminga is really risky because he hasn't played much and he's a rookie, right? So if you watch him play, he's kind of like... When he gets the ball, like right now, at this point in his career, like he... He's only looking to score, right? So, like, when he has the ball, like, the entire offense kind of stops. And uh, it's just, he'll try to take a shot. If not, he'll just pass it out and just 
be out of the play. He's, 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 he'll be great on defense. And I think they will put him in spurts to put uh, uh, to put him on Luca, but on offense, I don't see him outperforming uh, Dinwiddie or Brunson unless they have like really bad series. Okay, yeah. I mean, so what what do we, what do you think we get from Clay here, Haroon? I mean, because it seems like he can kind of go off for that one game. We saw the game six Clay, but then. Some other games he might go for like four for seventeen or something. So what what are we gonna see? You think from him as he's kind yeah. of getting back in his, his like all, under him. Sorry. So I was gonna say I hope uh, like all I can ask for is that he plays within the offense because a lot of times in this year he'll uh, just stop the ball and he'll just look for his own shot. Like he'll take like a bad off the dribble fadeaway shot or something. Right, and then it was just completely brick. He's been doing that a lot. Like if you go look at uh, the Memphis series, and um, in three of the first four games, he had more points than shots. And you know he's coming back from two major injuries, the two biggest injuries I think you can have in basketball. Hasn't played in two and a half years, um, so that does play a factor because whenever he has more rest, he uh, he plays better. And then in this series. There's only one game, one day of rest before yeah. each game. Every other day. So. Yeah, it's every other day. So that's definitely going to play a factor. I think he'll wear down um, a little bit just because, you know, he's coming back after playing for two and a half years. I just hope he doesn't take bad shots where he's taking, like, these fadeaways. He's trying to take people off the dribble because that's not his game. He's, you know, he's the run around all, um, off ball, move around off screens, get open for a quick second and you pass him the ball and he has his quick release and he shoots it. That's his game. If he sticks to that, then he won't have a problem, even if he's shooting bad. But if he starts um, stopping the ball movement and just posting people up, doing fadeaways, trying to beat people out dribbles, then he's going to have a bad series. Okay, for sure. And then down the stretch, closing lineup, what, what is it going to be for the Warriors? Is it going to be Curry, Clay? Uh, Poole, Wiggins, and Draymond, do you think? Or oh, do you think they try to go big in some situations? Or Yeah, no, I think it's going to... They'll start off with the lineup you said because Dallas doesn't have a big, and that's like the... Um, that lineup, I would say Poole is the worst defender in, and everyone else can... You know, there's good one-on-one defenders, and uh, Draymond can uh, just be the anchor. So I definitely do think they'll go with that lineup. And then, you know, like if they need, if they feel like they can uh, use the mismatch with uh, um, Looney, they'll bring him in. And Otto Porter Jr., whenever he comes back, he's just been insane. So like if someone's in foul trouble or if someone's having a really off night, like between like, I would say like Wiggins, Poole, and uh, Clay, like they'll throw Otto Porter Jr. in there too. Um yeah, so it's all going to be dependent. But, yeah, I do think game one, closing lineup, will probably be Curry, Clay, uh, Poole, Wiggins, and Draymond. All right, for sure. And then are, what's uh, Draymond up to in flagrant foul points? Is that going to be a concern at any point? <laughs> I think he I think he just had that, that uh, the one against Clark, one? the flagrant two. He's, he's, he was playing really good after that. He didn't do anything stupid. So I think hopefully he's mature enough now 
to keep that under control and he doesn't get suspended because the the limit is four points right i think so yeah so he he's two more or, or? yeah he's two more okay. and i think he'll keep it under wraps um because he didn't even have anything close to a flagrant after that game one uh, yeah I, I don't, at least i don't see anybody on dallas trying to mess with him <laughs> yeah we'll yeah, that's all, yeah and did you have uh yeah, Memphis was really aggressive too, and especially in the first two games. Yeah, for sure. All right, yeah, so uh, should be a fun series. I, I think it's going seven, but I, I'm going to go with the experience with Golden State. I just think they're going to kind of try to make Luka beat them the whole time, and I think he's going to fall a little a little bit short. And then I don't know if we're going to get that same performance we got from um, – Spencer Dinwiddie in Game Seven versus or yeah Game Seven versus Phoenix. I don't think he can keep that up consistently, and I think that's something he's going to need to do in order for them to have full hands on deck and upset the Warriors in this series. And I don't see them do see him doing that. But Brunson, I think, will be around 16, 17 points a game, uh, consistent for them. I think he's uh, a good player for them, a, a guy that's going to be consistent and. Uh, consistently take pressure off Luka for them in the future but should be a fun series and uh, Warriors back in the conference finals for the first time in three years and I think they'll go back to the finals for the first time in three years as well and Stephen Curry will win the MVP so we'll agree on that all around damn big time shit yeah and just one more thing about the so Luka gets gas too like if he has to carry the entire game so yeah, if Warriors bad. are shutting out all the other guys and Luca has to like take on the um scoring load like right from the jump, I think he'll be pretty gassed in the fourth quarters where he won't be able to do as much. Yeah, for sure. I agree. I mean that's kind of the, a big problem with Luca, I think, right now, his kind of diet and stuff. He's obviously yeah. twenty three right now, so he can kinda of get away with it. So but I think as the years go on and as he gets older, he's going to have to kind of get that better better in check and kind of have a nutritionist and a better personal training team around him because I think he's not, I mean, and as far as game-wise, I think he can still improve as a three-point shooter and then obviously free-throw shooting and I think defensively as well. I think those are kind of the three biggest flaws in his game. Yeah. But I think... Th- he's going to be able to get what he wants i mean at his pace like offensively but like i think they're the, like i said the warriors are going to try to make him kind of uh can uh beat beat them single-handedly and i think he's going to fall just short of doing that in a long seven game series and the warriors uh know how experience and grit is going to win out in this series in my opinion yeah yeah that's uh my thinking too Already rebound. Any other NBA thoughts before we sign off? I just want to give a huge shout out to Joker, back-to-back MVP. Congratulations, he ain't no joke. All right, for sure. What What about you, Harun? Anything else before we sign off? Just wanna say Chris Paul blew five. Now is it two oh, leads? Man. And uh, I think he averaged like nine points from game three to seven. Yeah. <laughs> And I mean, just I'm complete a, choke job from the Suns, and yeah. they were being, you know, cocky all year. And that was that was the most, I would say, most pathetic 
playoff performance I've ever seen to do that on your home court in a game seven. And you go out and you score 27 points at half. And, yeah, uh, really bad. That's indefensible. It's very pathetic. I mean, and the Suns, I mean, they've just become uh, very unlikable the last couple of seasons. I mean, it seemed like everyone was waiting to tee off on them. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's just their, their attitude, you know, they've been really cocky for the past two years. And, they, you know, they haven't really accomplished anything or gotten the right to do that. Um, so yeah, it was really funny seeing them perform like that. Yeah, for sure. And a lot of people were making the comparison to Wade and LeBron in the 2011 finals when they mocked Dirk coughing. And then yeah. they were saying the same about, uh, Paul and Booker when they were talking shit about Luca's defense. So, yeah. And then Luca said it, everyone acts tough when they're up. <laughs> yeah. And then he went and had two dominant games. Yeah, I mean, Luca. I mean, every every game. I don't. I don't really remember any, a bad playoff game from him so far. I think maybe yeah. one against the Clippers, like Game Four last season. That might have been it. But other than that, he's been like rock solid. Like at least like like thirty two, thirty three points every playoff game that he's had. So yeah, no doubt. Like if he can get his uh, conditioning in check, like I really believe he has like top five all time potential. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think he's going to be around for a while, and his his game is indicative of being a a, a durable and long, longevity type player. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. His his game is going to age nicely. He just needs to worry about um, getting uh, in better shape, and if Dallas can put like a second star around him. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what what happens. Dallas is not really a premier free agent destination. As we've seen over the years, so yeah. But I mean that that'll be interesting. I mean Cuban, I mean is an owner that is really committed. So let's see if he can finally get some top level, top notch free agents to to help out Luca. So. Yeah, I hope so. I re- I really like Luca. He's he's my second favorite player. I would say um, after Steph. Alrighty, for sure it should be fun. Uh, that'll wrap it up for the conference finals preview. Haroon, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Z and Ree. Rebound, thank you so much as well. Always a pleasure. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoy the conference finals matchups, and we'll be back in about two weeks to discuss the NBA finals.